When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of the Creators Outlet. Please subscribe, comment, and share, and join us over at youtube.com forward slash C forward slash Creators Outlet to subscribe, join, and comment, and share, and tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Just a reminder, this is TVMLMA and uh, NSFW and all that other happy horse shit. We welcome Chubb, the creator of the Merry Boys. Welcome, sir. Hi. Hi, Will. Sorry, other hand. There we go. People can see me. Let's see there we go. The chat. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Oh, we're oh, in the same city. Like I'm streaming on with somebody from across the from across the world, and here's somebody in my own city going, "Hello, me babbers." Bollocks! <laughs> Fuck Bristolian Dave showing off his copy of the Sin Killer. I haven't gotten mine yet. Damn it! I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I, li- I like that. That looks that looks really good on that. Yeah, I I, I ordered the uh, the retailer to you, so I have like ten copies and and swag coming my way. So oh wow, okay. Uh, I was I was excited and I had extra money. I'm like, I go, I've been waiting two years for this book, talking to Mara for two years about this book. You go, I'm sick of talking about this book. I don't want to read this friggin' book. So I'm like, I'm gonna this read is all I, times. I want the this, here. This is all I got, but I'm gonna send them in. I'm gonna send them in. I'm probably gonna get one of them graded. 
I'll get I'll get one graded. So he'll first time creator from Portugal will have a will have a book on the uh, on the on the on the graded market there. I'm a bit of a noob. I don't well not a noob. I, I don't understand like the, the whole the whole collector's market where you where you slab it, right? You slab mm -hmm. it, you get a grading on it, and there's this there's organization that, that puts uh, a grading on it. And that that is that then part of a separate market? Is that is that how it works? Um well it's a sucker market because no two people are gonna grade a book exactly the same. So it's just a guesstimate of of what it is. But like CGC has a has an index where they'll they'll put up you know you can look up a title on their index and it'll tell you how many copies of those there are in existence um, of you know 10.0s 9.8s and so on down uh, it'll tell you uh, how much the uh, the GMT is going for on, on it for like uh, sold or sold or traded for each one. And, uh, you know, this is, this is the, uh, this is the new speculator market. So it's like, you know, they all tune into all the speculator shows and, uh, the, uh, the app there, uh, right. There's, there's that app that does the, uh, whatchamacallit, the thing. They do the thing. They do the thing. I know that I'm, I'm part of a lot of EC comics groups, and those guys are very much into their slabbing and into their collect collections. And those I've seen, I've been watching the prices of those things go up. Um, oh, the old the old ECs, yeah. Well, original ECs. I, I can I can see the point in wanting to get like you know gold and silver age and like early bronze stuff, especially if it's a key issue, yeah. uh, graded. Because especially like those EC books, they, you know, they deteriorate. They weren't made out of the great, greatest stuff. So, you know, you get it slabbed and keep it safe that way. But all these people, they're, they're slabbing every modern book that comes out. Yeah. Like, you know, 500 covers of this one or that one. Uh, yeah. Marvel trying to brag that we've sold, you know, 100,000 copies of Moon Knight number one. Was, yeah. But to do it, Marvel had to release 36 covers. Yeah. Well, it's the stores have to pay for all that. Yeah. Just because they can get the 38th uh, special cover that they only get if they order as many of the other variant covers. Yeah, I've, I've heard of all those shenanigans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, it'll be nice when I can show off my Mary Boy's beef heads before you, too. <laughs> Matter of time, matter of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to get it done. You know, it's uh, I've got everything pencil out. I've, I've got all the final pencils on it, so it's just sitting down and, and inking it now. It's the last bit of the process. Everything's it's lettered too. Um, it's just a question of slotting in the pages as I finish them. But um, yeah, just I'm just busy. It's got the day job. I've got everything to, else to worry about. But you know, it's gonna get it's gonna get done. I just wish. It could, yeah, but you know, when you get into it, and that's all you mm -hmm. can think about. You know, when you're at work now, it's just like you're just constantly thinking about the campaign. You're constantly thinking about the book. You so badly just want to spend all your time doing that. But yeah, it's just... yeah. In, until until one of us hits a lottery, uh, yeah. Man, I could really use a lottery right about now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's it. But oh well, you know, it's it's one of those things. And also, like, you can't. Another thing about this is that you know. With the whole crowdfunding thing, if it had come along when I, you know, about ten years ago or so, it would have been it would have made more sense for me. 
uh, United would have had more time and all that. But yeah, you can't you can't time these things. It's just it just things just fall fall together. Um, you know when they do, and you just got to ride it when you can. You just got to work hard and just got to take advantage, uh, and make make the most of it. You know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I uh, I went in on on Aria's campaign there. Uh, we were talking before. I went in uh, when he launched on uh, Red Valkyrie. I uh-huh. uh, I grabbed the Red Valkyrie uh, special tier that they put that he put up for like twenty four hours because it had everything in it that I wanted, uh-huh. and it got me like you know it got me the figure, it got me like the, the patch that was only available like that first twenty four hours and a bunch of other stuff. And he's like, he goes, did you sign up on the on the list? I go, yeah. He goes, oh well, then you have you have a a card and a in a post and a folding poster coming. From uh, me and Mike Jimmy, because you're back both campaigns. Great. I got Mike Jimmy's campaign in. Guess what? Mike Jimmy forgot to pack in my campaign box. Post, what you... the, the crossover. He he drew uh, he drew uh, Arya's uh, tailless uh, spaceship, doing like an, an orbit run or something around Korra from his life on Korra. So right. that was like the back both, and you get like a special card and. And you know a special post, especially for a poster. I'm like, cool. I like that. I like more stuff. And and Mike Jimmy forgot his. I'm like, okay, uh, put a little post-it note on the one you were supposed to give me, with my name on it. And when I when I back Life on Cora Five, I will get it. <laughs> <laughs> he should just post it out to you. He should just post. He should just post it to you. Good stuff. Uh, hey, crack pack air date bow. Fuck Danny and Halo. Yeah. yeah. Indeed, fuck Danny. Fuck Danny. <laughs> uh, so it goes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's... Uh, but with everything that I got, I also got the card that you did for him. Yep. And I got the card that uh, Max Hedstrom did. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Or, you know, we'll get if Aria ever finishes penciling... Oh, he better. I mean, he's only, a few, he's only a few kilometers away from me. I can get on the train and, and go get my bloody buck. If, you know. Just just throw a sheep in his house. He'll. <laughs> well, that'll keep him busy. That'll keep him busy. Then he'll never get the bloody buck finished. You know? Yeah, thirty seconds isn't isn't you know a long time. <laughs> just ask his colorist. So, uh, hey, why don't you uh, why don't you start us off by uh, by playing the video so we mm. can take a look at the uh, the Indiegogo video for uh, this project? Before I start playing, so so the, the, the title track was done by six six AM Comics. Mark Morinelli, nice doing Star Fetched, probably the most talented guy in 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 CG. You know, he does everything. He does animation. He does websites. He does rap. He does rap videos. He does comics. He does everything. And uh, it's just a shout out to him because he did such an amazing job on this. And that's me. <laughs> Never fall from the bloodstained panel. Heading to the bar with my brothers holding him to metal. I smell sinners and I swear I'm running out of cheeks. Father, forgive me, but my tolerance is getting weak. Should I flatten them out or should I take a shot? Bottoms up before I pile up some body parts. The devil's in the bottle, so my girls are from a glass. With every sip, I'm feeling taken out with sin's trash. A fitting job for a quarter round against the babies. We cheat a dead until we clear that we replenish hates. Or we can clean and repent and let God sort of. I'd rather make a profess and go to war. 
drops. It's not the piece of comics, memory boys, there is no equal. Spider brothers, what's the test? See, we walk the valley. You cast a shadow with death, the wickedness is rally. Swine to go to the tavern, not a couple lives. That, that's such an English title for your comic print. <laughs> yeah, it's proper. it's proper comics, it is. Proper comics. <laughs> what it implies that all the other comics aren't proper comics, which is a bit cheeky, but it is a bit cheeky. Uh, yeah. The whole the whole outlook of it is a bit cheeky. But, um, but also, I want a PC in the title. Like, it isn't politically correct because <laughs> it's bloody easy. <laughs> it'll 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 make those uh those haters buy the book and goes oh it's pc yeah yeah but it, you know that, that's one of the things it's it's like i never even considered ever you know putting you know submitting this to, to a publisher because i thought there's absolutely no bloody way in hell in this climate anybody would touch that it is made for crowdfunding and it's made for direct consumer it just is nobody you know that's just how it is. At every single turn, there's somebody who's going to find something problematic about about my comic books. Um, so, yeah, that, that's just, it's like do or die. There's no other way. <laughs> I basically locked myself into into a certain trajectory and I just got to, I just got to see it through. Um, yeah, they, uh, they, they find something inappropriate about every one of my, my shows. I went off, I was talking to uh, Chris Fist, the creator of Infinitale Chronicles. He ended up being a double guest and the show went like four hours long. Oh, wow. And, uh, well, the last 90 minutes was us just telling extremely inappropriate stories and jokes. Um, maybe even uh, jokes that might be considered on the ist list. <laughs> but... Uh, those words don't mean anything anymore. All this because it's been so it's yeah, been so every, every, abstract every, now. Yeah, everything's a mist. All right, yeah. we just got the Indiegogo link in the in the chat. Of course, it's in the uh, it's in the show notes up above or down below. So, uh, over here, stateside has you sitting at uh, nine thousand two hundred ninety USD. Of course, it's it's different over there, uh, yeah. but 127 backers, 1,363 uh, percent of goal, 18 days left, and uh, so you're doing good. But we want to do better because uh, yeah, yeah, it's doing so much better than the first one. Uh, you know, at a similar time, um, because well, I got the benefit that these people people know. Uh, about me and and the characters i mean that's i think that's also the benefit of doing legacy characters mm -hmm. we don't just do a one and done uh where you carry on with with them which is always the intention it's one story just build it just 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 uh the knowledge it just builds on to every success of a campaign it can also it can also have a down, downside of course where if people didn't like it the first time they'll be like ah merry boys again you know you know, I'm definitely not backing it this time again. I've given you my made my money last time, and uh, I was disappointed. Um, so you know, it's a double-edged sword, but uh, it seems to be working for me. Um, so let me just uh, go through the the tiers. So this is the basic book tier, uh, which is this. It's a it's a seventy-four page comic book with seventy-two pages of actual comics. With and that's a standard cover. 
Then I've got another tier, which is the variant cover with the cathedral wraparound. And then I've got this, this one, which is quite popular, which is the lager tier, which has got, if you back the first campaign, it's got all the new stuff on it. And it's a little bit cheaper than what it is, would be buying individually. Because on each of these tiers, um, these items are, are also present as add-ons. So when you check this out, there'll be like a list of these items over there that you can select for your basket. Uh, and this, this tier, so it's got the two, it's got the, it's got two comics with both variant covers. It's got the, the embroidered patch. It's got the making of booklet, which is going to have uh, thumbnails, character sketches, notes, everything that I put together and didn't check in the bin uh, for the making of this book. And some notes for just just because uh, I'll throw in some some British cultural references and just just a few notes and things so people uh, who, who aren't who aren't UK based will understand what I meant by what I said. Uh, it is quite understandable. I just I just it'll be nice just to just talk about some references. And here's uh, a, a set of three art prints. So it's the two virgin covers without any logos or anything, and this uh, Father Parish riding a pig print. Uh, let me see if there's a bit of. And who who doesn't want to frame that and hang it up in the kitchen next to the Last Supper? <laughs> this one, yeah, it's I, I don't know, I don't know who wouldn't want to do that. Good good question. Good good point. Yeah, no. Uh, and of course, you, you you want the lager patch for the lager that the Mary boys drink. Yeah, and it became like it became it's become the creed because uh, I told Mark Ma uh, Marianelli, Six AM Comics, I said, you know, when you do it, when you do a track, just just work in like born. I can attract Born Slippy, where and the, the the chorus is lager, 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 shouting. I said do it with stomping, but I expected the same sort of rhythm. But he came in with with this, you know, that was on the on the title track, and it sounds so much better. So you know, it's a it's a nice it's a nice mantra, which I think I'll I'll, I'll, I'll keep for future reference. And of course, uh, people who didn't back the first campaign. The first, I've, I've still got a few boxes of these comics, so you can buy them on this campaign uh, as add-ons. So, and are both are both of those books as, done as one add-on, or is it? Is but both as one add-on only? Only sell them as sets. Okay. And um, lastly, this is the stretch goal. So, if we hit ten thousand pounds, about thirteen thousand seven hundred USD. Then I'm going to be doing a big sticker of this of this uh, crest and logo uh, for every for every for every backer. I would so. get that as a tattoo, <laughs> big back tattoo. I got to I think I'll just I'll tweak the arts a little bit, but it's pretty much it's pretty much done. Yeah, I, I thought yeah, I'd, 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 I'd like something that. like that. Yeah, I, I I would I would just like. I'd snapshot that and send it to my tattoo guy. I go, hey, 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 draw this up exactly how it is and uh, figure out how you can work that in and cover up some of my old garbage tats. <laughs> okay. Brilliant. I, re I really like the cathedral wraparound cover, man. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, it's it's been a it's been a fairly even split. Normally, you see, I, I thought there'll be like maybe a few people who get the cathedral, but it's almost yeah, it's it's quite close, forty to fifty three. I thought, okay, yeah, yeah, it's it's not that you know it's not that different apart, but I mean, the 
the the big pack is uh, sixty GDP over there. It's uh, I think it's what eighty two dollars here, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard somebody say like always do that. Have have like an entry level thing, and then but then later on because there will be people who want to show more support who just have to have all the all the all the bits. You know, do that and give them some sort of incentive to to, to back it. You know. So I thought, okay, well, that looks like a nice, nice package to send up. Plus, I mean, the post, you have to justify the postage. It isn't as bad from here to you to to the US as the other way around, mm -hmm. you know. So, but it's but still, it's a lot of postage to charge for, you know. So you've got to make it worth worthwhile and chuck a lot of stuff in there, you know, to entice people. That's still the big thing that we have to get over in in crowdfunding, or comics app and crowdfunding in general is just. Uh, Finding some sort of distribution model, you know, reaching more people and make, you know, and be able to have cheaper prices and have it available everywhere. You know, if we can crack that, then we'll be, we'll be seeing. Yeah. If, if there's, if there's a way to like, uh, lower the prices, I mean, it's like mo most of the CG books that come out like, like yours, which is, uh, you know, yours is kind of like anthology style. With the with the multi-story but it's uh it's still you know over 50 pages an average uh trade from the from the mainstream is is like around that same price so it's it's competitive so it's like but but i don't know who those characters are i go well at one point you didn't know who like wolverine was but you read it and you're like oh cool claws yeah and it's like these guys are more relatable okay nobody over here has a cricket bat but i know what a cricket bat is because <laughs> i watched Shaun of the dead so i'm good uh i knew what it was before um sorry i've got to do but uh i mean these could be me and my friends just sitting around getting getting trashed on on any given afternoon not currently, but uh, about fifteen years ago, yeah. We show up to work at the we show up to work at the clubs in the afternoon, and uh, we get the wait we get the waitress to pretend that she was delivering drinks to the guy sitting next to the DJ booth, and she was in turn delivering them to me. Uh, so, <laughs> yay! Yeah, now, we've all been there. You know, we've all been. I had my well, well. Uh, time as well now I'm, a, now I'm more of a, fa a family man you know um day job mortgage to pay all that stuff so you don't mm -hmm. you, you can't you can't do it anymore but everybody's had that experience to a degree oh yeah i you know? i had i had one vendor it lasted about 10 years <laughs> it just didn't stop well it's it's like uh you're single you're a disc jockey at a strip club fuck it <laughs> i'm well, like man I, I should have listened to my mother and actually banked all that money i would like you know i would have owned my own home so oh yeah and strip club <laughs> i don't want to own one of those i talked i was friendly with a small handful of uh the, the girls i worked with over the years and i still talked to like maybe like five of them I talked to a bunch, of, like a lot of the bouncers I was, I worked with and was friends with. I talked to all of them. I talked to all the bartenders, uh, you know, through social media. You know, 
not regularly be like, go post it. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Nice picture. Bye. Uh, there's a couple of them I, I'm like, you know, more friendly with that I talk to on a regular basis, but uh, that's it. I'm like, I'm all set. Yeah. I'm like, you know, do I miss it? Yeah. I spent like almost four years going, going through uh detox of, of not seeing scattered boobs and butts like all day long. <laughs> I'm like, Oh God, I miss the money. Is it just the money? No, shut up. <laughs> it's the things around the money. The, the it's, it's the things around the money. Uh, and, you know, going into a store and buying, you know, buying like a new leather jacket or something with like a stack of like 500 singles. And they just look at you like. And, and the person right counting here. it out is like, I go, you don't want to snap that. <laughs> They're like, why did you did, is this drug money? I go, no, it's stripper money. <laughs> oh my god! I go, yeah, they pay me to keep my clothes on. No, shut up and count my money and in my coat. <laughs> and you know, and that was the end of that. The only the only time they they weren't that no store was ever angry at me is is over the holidays, like the the week of Christmas, and you show up with ones and they're like thrilled because either everybody's got a credit card or somebody's buying one item. For a dollar ninety-eight with like a fifty, I'm like I used to count. I used to count back and give, uh, give everybody like ones for for change when I when I work retail around the holidays. Like, can I not get all ones? I go, yeah, you could have not got all ones if you had given me the twenty that I saw in your wallet instead of the fifty because you wanted to change it. Do you still get one dollar notes in the U.S.? Yeah. All right. That's that, that's about all I got. One. <laughs> well, there's like three more on the desk. I, I got four dollars to my name, so. I've never been to the U.S. Um, one day, one day I'll I'll, I'll I'll go there and see what it's all about. Uh, not right uh, now. I'll wait. I'll wait till I wait till. Uh, change of regime <laughs> yeah wait wait till we have a president that doesn't go to bed at 4 p.m and uh and ask for his uh pudding all the time from bill cosby so yeah 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 uh, I, I don't know i don't know i, I just uh I yeah just... currently currently i wouldn't i wouldn't go here uh i'm thinking the beginning of next year possibly uh moving to norway <laughs> It's just you never know. Like, what, how bad is this stuff going to get? Where they stop you at an airport and say, "Hey, you know, it's the FBI. Hey, we watched some of your videos, mate. You know, oh, watch some I, of your videos." I like expect that. them to pound on my door any second. Hell, uh, there's uh, there's parents showing up to school board meetings and uh, going off on the school board about them teaching critical race theory and. Uh, teaching all this, uh, shall we say, alphabet army uh, yeah. sexualization in, in the books towards, you know, and making the kids read them and, you know, asking asking little boys on a regular basis from kindergarten up. So are, are you, a, are you, do you still identify as a boy or would you like to be a girl? Yeah, and they slip up so now you get dragged down to the drug center. So now they are, they... They have assigned the DOJ and the FBI to label all these parents that 
are asking questions because it's their kid and the federal government and the, and the person in charge of uh, education here doesn't think parents should have a say whatsoever in how their kids are raised in the schools. Really? So they're, uh, they're identifying the parents that are showing up to these, these meetings and disagreeing with the school boards and labeling them as domestic terrorists. So the yeah. FBI and, and, the, and the Department of Justice can arrest them and throw them in a deep, dark hole like they did to people that were at, the, at, the, uh, at Trump's rally uh, on the Capitol on the, on the 6th, where they threw 100 people in prison and didn't charge anybody. Like, they've charged like two people. Everybody else has just been sitting in prison for a year with no charges. They shot one woman for no reason. And we yeah. all saw that in camera. Yep. Yeah. And where's, uh, the, where's the protest march for that? Where's the where's the outrage? Nope. They no. Nope. It's cold fine. blood. It's yeah. cold blood. Absolutely. It's it's ridiculous. No, it's so. just uh, the thing is now with any any reaction, there's always going to be some sort of backlash. And what I'm afraid of, you know, is the sense that in a sense is that what's what's the because every every new generation wants to undo everything the previous generation has done. The new the yep. new generation of kids who have been coerced into this into this stuff are going to be extremely angry, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, yeah, it's 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 and um, yeah, they're also going to be surprised when some old codger like me knocks their teeth three blocks away. <laughs> I'm saying you're going to have a lot of true. You're going to have a lot of well, what's it? The Republicans are red. You're going to see a lot of. Uh, Red resurf resurfacing, I think, the generation. Yeah, at a, at a point, uh, a lot of people are going to get red red pilled because it's just really, and you know they don't want to believe it. And you know, if you mention anything about like uh, like like say abortion, you know, you have all the all the liberal women, especially Hollywood, all stand up and and scream, "My body, my choice." I'm like. It's not your body. So vaccines, my body, my choice. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, I know. It's 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 absolutely it's exactly the same. It's the same story here. Yeah. It's absolutely the same the same thing. Hey and, George, uh, how are you, sir? George? Do I do what happened before is basic corporate 101. Yep. Yep. We thought our parents were stupid. Every every kid thinks their parents are stupid. Yeah. You know, so get ready. Uh, <laughs> I've already got that. My, I've already got that. I got a, my daughter just turned 13. So, you know, she knows everything and I'm an idiot. And, uh, she complains to her mother because, uh, I watch alternative media sources because I like to hear a better view of actually what's going on. And she goes home to her mother and go, dad makes me uncomfortable. He's watching right wing pop propaganda again. <laughs> I'm like, what's what's right wing propaganda these days? Uh, anything that doesn't agree with no, anything that isn't extreme on the that's the problem. Yeah, it's anything that doesn't anything that doesn't agree with CNN is right wing propaganda. Yeah, but it's just that now you've just got different flavors of 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 uh, everything on the one spectrum because everything is left wing. So it's it's just if you answer a really good test is this: ask somebody what would you be, what would you consider to be too far left. Right. Everybody knows how far is too far right. Nobody can give you an answer on how, how far is when when something is there anything that is not justifiable to fit suit the means 
you know, and I, I run into this problem. I'll, I'll ask this question often and very often it's like violence is justified, you know, imprisoning people, destroying people's lives, everything, everything you can imagine is justified for the cause, whatever the cause might be. Mm -hmm. you know? So-called equality, you know, diversity and all that. That's, it's like, an, it's like a new religion. And, uh, these people are like jihadists. Oh yeah. It's Even crazy. like the, uh, the whole, the whole Facebook crash thing. It's like, it's like either Facebook was hacked or they did it or they did it to themselves so they could, so they could purge all their systems of all the information that they've been stealing and selling on people for, you know, since like what, 2004 or five or whenever they came into existence. And I'm like, uh, so the whistleblower is a far left activist. Uh, the whistleblower is being defended by the fake Trump impeachment lawyer. Uh, and she was connected to some, she was connected to something else too. There's like a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, but everybody's like falling for it. And they're doing this as a, as a means to get anybody that they identify as conservative off of every social media platform. Mm. So the government can go in and uh, use it as an excuse to purge everybody that's not on the left off of every social media platform. You see, in a way, it'll be good if they did that. The reason being is that if you get enough, if you've caught if you cause that massive division, then you're simply going to get somebody who form who just has, um, you know, who has the know the know all and the weather withal to create an alternative platform. And I don't, I'm not talking about the smaller ones. I'm talking about something big that can actually compete with Facebook. If they had to take that step, maybe Parler, maybe Gab, or something, maybe Minds will become as big. Mm -hmm. But it's it's kind of sad to watch because just it wasn't that long ago where everybody could just bloody get along. And I remember the 90s, you know, where everything was relatively quiet as far as politics was concerned. There wasn't there weren't, you know, there wasn't upheaval. People would just get along and then very suddenly, bang, that was. The, yeah, the, uh, the, the big paradigm shift was uh, started with Obama. It's like, I'm going to unite the country. I'm like, no, you're not. And he didn't. He he separated it like even more. Uh, George is saying the Facebook whistleblower is a red herring. She was there to boost for more censorship. Good day, homies. Hex Allen, how are you, my hey, friend? Hope your campaign of Nephilim Squadron Volume One is going well. He's got that great uh, homage cover to uh, to Maycross Volume One on on his All campaign. Right. It, it's I'm very sad. cool looking. Everybody's but, everybody's got campaigns going. It's just it's just it's just flowering it's, out, it's, isn't it? It's the fall. It's like an overabundance. Like there are. I mean, if you won the lottery today, you still couldn't justify buying every single book that you thought was really good coming out of CG right now because there's just too many. This, the quality has just gone up and up and up and up. Oh know, yeah. You used to be able to just get by on just just doing a comic and everything is fine. Now you really have to be better than okay the mainstream's gone backwards but you really have to put out something quality for people to notice to even pay any attention to you uh, it's it's very true in a way it's good and it's a way it's, it just puts everybody on their toes you know it's i going, had to, I, going I, I, nowhere that's a shame going nowhere i don't know and say that 
Put it I up. Think, I think we'll link to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'll get a link for Hex. Uh, I think uh, I think what we need is is we need an army of Mary boys like all over the world, just bitch slapping anybody in a bitch. <laughs> and there's there's plenty of them. I I love how the blockchains work. Uh, you know, one person is associated with you know if you if you like are even friends with anybody. Uh, that is like, you know, CG. They, they're they all using these blockchains to... Uh, it's a lonely existence, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, it know, is. It's ridiculous. They all want to be in a bubble where everybody agrees with them. But the funny thing is, it's like, on our side, we can, you know, on a normal side, like even the middle, uh, we can agree with... Uh, with stuff or we're just not going to tear each other's eyes out of it. yeah you know we'll, we'll be adults about it you know on the other side there we go there's a link for uh nephilim squadron in the chat for hex allen uh please go check it out for yourselves uh, right as soon as you back mary boys it's just uh you know the funny thing is too is the, the especially the far progressive left seem to eat themselves they'll eat their own it's like it's like living in a parlor of black widows yeah it's not it's not i think i think i saw like you know the guardian newspaper which is is just uh you know just a rag basically yeah it's I far there, was less a big, there was a big protest in front of the office uh, in front of the offices of, of these people carrying a flag claiming that that the, the guardian was transphobic you know, they, they were obviously picking on something somebody had written and purposefully misinterpreted it to, to try and get a foothold and try and create some sort of platform for themselves to complain against uh, an established newspaper and get their faces on, on the news. They were not here to talk about me. Back to Chubb. We're back to Chubb. We just wanted to give you a shout out. In the... We were talking about we were talking about my stuff the whole time. And as I'm not the only, you know, guy in the block. But, you know, and, um, and go check out, go check out, uh, follow, follow George Peter Gastas too. He's got some great stuff. There are loads of, ah, oh, there's just so much, there's so much going on. In, in yeah. It's, it's just, you know, oh, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost down to, I really want this book. I really want this book. I really want this book. I hate digital. Oh, I'm going to have to buy this. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not doing a digital thing this time. Because it was just too much of a pain to administer. Yeah, the uh, the my only my only issue with digital is if you're going to charge me the same price for the digital copy as you are for for the physical, I'm like, you're let you're letting me read uh you know a computer file just so I can you know ingest the story. Uh, why am I paying you know if it's the same price for the physical? It's got no value. I mean, yeah. you can't you can't resell it. You can't no, put there, it. You there, can't stab there's, it. There's there's zero value to to digital whatsoever. Um, and I'm just like, if you make, I you know, you got to understand too. It's like if you got to put the digital platform in for you know, case in point, anybody in Australia, <laughs> because yeah. the the 
what was what started as a prison island is yet again a prison island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shit. They are allowing nothing in, nothing out. Uh, everything shut down. You leave your house, you might get beaten to death by the cops. Uh, I saw a woman on a leaked video that got beaten nearly half to death by like eight cops with with their pugil sticks uh, because she didn't have her uh, vaccine passport on her. She was masked up and and no she didn't have her passport on her. It's like, yeah, well, welcome to the Nazi state of the entire planet. Papers, please. Yeah. I'm like, know. you know, they spent the last four years, they spent the prior administration the entire time. Trump, he's a Nazi. He's a Nazi. Really? He's a Nazi. You're the ones de- demanding that we all get uh, basically chemically castrated with this, uh, with this, moose juice that you made from baby fetal tissue provided from uh the kids that you aborted yeah all the kids that you aborted yeah i mean i got i got the vaccine i got it just you know i don't know why i just didn't see it as a big deal i just i just went ahead and got it but for anybody who who doesn't want to get it i don't see why they would have to because it works right you know if it works then surely it doesn't yeah Think, look, if I wanted to go out and jump off a cliff, it's my it's my it's my right, right? Nobody's going to stop me. Nobody, the police aren't going to go up and stand in front of that cliff and go, "Look, you can't you can't do that. You can't you can't jump off that cliff." So if I didn't want to get vaccinated, I can do that. I can go and tattoo a pair of balls on my forehead if I wanted to, and nobody's going to stop me. Well, doing then that. you would just look like Bristolian Dave. <laughs> He's got the balls on his chin. Oh <laughs> is, yeah, is he still watching? No, well, that I don't know. Uh, the ones, the ones on Dave's chin are just imprinted from all his new friends in South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Means no. Yeah, I gotta but, go visit uh, Dave at some point. Because uh, uh, the thing is, that we, we started the whole CG UK thing during uh, when the lockdown started. You know, mm-hmm. everybody was just mooching around and we decided to start doing shows and things and but we couldn't we couldn't visit each other because because of the lockdown now yeah things are open up again now we, we could and we just haven't because the culture's changed you know with working and stuff everybody's working remotely people are just not leaving their bloody houses anymore you know well i don't leave my i pretty much don't leave my house anyhow I'm like i'm like i'm in a wheelchair so if i go in the dirt there's a chance i might not get back out <laughs> What am I gonna do? Call call nine one one for a. I I need a tow. My wheelchair is stuck in the mud again. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what am I gonna do? I know I I remember seeing a couple of years ago there was there was a chair that would actually uh, it operated on on a movable like transformable tank tank tread system. Could up steps. Yeah, and I'm like, I go, oh man. And everybody looks at me and goes, dude, nobody's insurance is going to pay for that. <laughs> Ever. I'm like, shit. But it, the the problem is, is I've got like uh, skin deterioration because of all the all the surgeries on my legs and everything. Oh, so every, every time you damage the skin, the layer grows back weaker and weaker and weaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that thing that, that 
that metal piece that like bolts up and locks around like your lower calves, like like ski boots, uh, could in in fact uh, kill me. <laughs> so I'm like, damn it, can we can we get it so I can just sit in the chair and not have to be stood up? Uh-huh. I don't like the standing anymore. <laughs> I'm used to yeah, there's those exo- you get those exoskeletons, don't you? You know the ones that you strap. I, th- I think it's similar. Yeah, you yeah. exosuit that they're trying with soldiers and stuff now. Yeah, uh, I, I've been seeing them on lots of people, like uh, with crippling cerebral palsy and uh, and the uh, you know veterans. Some of the veterans have been using them, um, but they're they've got like a, a very limited charge on them. But still, you know, if if you're paralyzed and can't walk and you get, you know, your husband or wife straps this thing to you and, you know, the all the all the equipment to you and then, you know, unplugs you and you can actually, you know, with the handle controls, get up and and walk around. That's awesome. Yeah. Psychologically, that's that's awesome. I could imagine. Yeah. Just to be able to, you know, walk again. I'm like, I've got limited mobility. I've got limited mobility. Like I can't walk with a cane. I was like, why can't I walk with a cane? Because, because canes don't do anything. Canes are psychological to people that don't think they can, you know, walk on their own. Or they need the safety net. Because ninety percent of people with canes don't don't need anything to walk. He goes, you're a big guy. He goes, you need something to stabilize you. So you have to go out in a walk. I go, I don't want to go out in a walker. I'm not that old. <laughs> Would you rather go out in a wheelchair? Yeah, especially in especially one that's powered. Now, when I get older, actually, I'm already thinking of, of carrying a cane, but not not to just just you know to have like a to have one with a sword in it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys, you can carry guns. We can't. Like I, you know, I grew up in South Africa, and I used to have a I used to have a firearm for you know most of my adult life. Um, and, and it's just weird not having that anymore. Yeah, you guys can't have those over there, huh? Yeah, here we can't have them. No, you can get a hunting rifle, but uh, you can't. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's it kind of defeats the purpose. You can keep it in your house in the safe and all that, but you can't. You're not going to carry a hunting rifle around with you. Well, I would, but I, I you know, well, <laughs> it's not there, there, there's some there's some of the right to carry. Uh, some of the states out here have uh, have right to open carry. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just because they have that, people are walking around like strapped to the nines, like they're like going into war with Rambo or something. And yeah, I'm like, I don't get that because I mean, that's the first thing that you learn, like when you, when you do your license and stuff to get your firearm, mm-hmm. uh, is that you know you don't show it to anybody because somebody will take it off you, and then they have your firearm. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll try it. They'll try taking it off. That's the first thing they're going to bloody do. So open carry doesn't make any sense to me. You know, you want to. Um. It. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I carry, uh, and you know, but conceal carry because yeah. I don't want anybody to know I have it. But if a situation comes up, you know, like if I was out with my with my daughter and we were getting harassed, like anything that would endanger my child, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill some people. <laughs> you don't want to ruin the surprise. You know, I, I want to keep. Producing- <laughs> oh, what are you gonna do, Mister Cripple? <laughs> Boom, 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 and you know anybody that shoots their their guns like this oh, are, are are idiots. It's like 
you have to wear your your underwear around your your ankles to show you know you don't you know what i mean it's like a, it's like yeah. a real gangster sort of way like that no there's no support you're gonna you're gonna shoot one of your friends like that uh, and even, even worse you're gonna you're gonna break your wrist yeah you know it's like yeah we're not the same no <laughs> <laughs> i saw a great meme for that it's like it's like we used to we used to go to keg parties in the woods you drink white claw in your mom's basement. We're not the same. <laughs> Chewing on Tide Pods. It's, it, it's like you're going to lecture me. You were eating Tide, Pod, Tide Pods like two years ago and dumping ice water over each other. Go away. You play Blue Dolphin. <laughs> oh, yeah. So yeah. you've got this uh, pretty much all in the bag. You're just doing like page inserts and... Yeah, uh, it's just I got all the final pencils done, so it's all been you know it's nice tight pencils. So it's literally just doing the inking now, but the inking is quite elaborate. You know, I'm I'm a big fan of because um, it's not because it's in black and white, so it doesn't help me just doing just doing the line. You know, just just the outline, and because there's no colorist, so you gotta you gotta add a lot of tonality to it to make it to make it look good. So, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of Jack Davis and Will Eisner, and they were really good at, uh, you know, I've, I think I've gotten a little bit better at, at, uh, at communicating form with just, with just line work. And I've started doing ink wash, but a bit, bit more, just, just as a fill in, just to augment what I was doing with the line work. So we're getting that. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's my favorite thing, you know, uh, yeah, so I just I just wish that you know that's what I think that's what every serious comic book creator wants just to just being able to spend every single day just drawing drawing it and ideally also doing stuff that you wrote yourself and created yourself. You know, some yeah. people aren't tuned in like that. I mean, you get artists who just you know they want somebody else to, to to they want to work on a specific character. I want to work on Batman, Spider Man, whatever the case may be, or they want somebody to give them a script and then you just spend the whole day just figuring out that puzzle. On the best way to present that which is fine but uh for me it's just uh, yeah just I, I, I could i could spend the next 10 years just just pumping out books like this i've got this long list of stuff i want to do but there's no time to do it but, <coughs> yeah you get to divide everything between uh the the day job the family and uh comics so yeah 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 one of those things, but ah, you know, it's at least we got. Like I said, it's um, this is this is. Some, I, I was published by an indie publisher before, but uh, this is so much better. So much better. Just it's more work doing everything yourself, mm -hmm. but it's it's more enjoyable. I think. Yeah, because you you do everything on this book, right? I can't blame anything if anything goes wrong. On the other hand, when it comes out great, then I'm I can pat myself on the back. You know, it's just. <coughs> So, and if it doesn't, it's Bristoli and Dave's fault for trying to rush you so he can get his copy of Beefheads. Yeah. <clears throat> so we have we have three tiers. Uh, cover A, the uh, the Cathedral variant, or the Lagatier, where you get both covers. The, the stomping patch, the uh, the reference behind the scenes book in three art prints uh -huh. for uh, 60 GDP or 82 USD. Uh -huh. 
Plus, if you didn't get the first two Merry Boys books, you can get them as an add-on. Yep. They're there. And, uh, and there's a stretch goal. And the stretch and the stretch goal of uh, this the ten k stretch goal will be the uh, the Mary Boys uh, refined sticker emblem. Yeah, hey, twenty four um, eyes. How are you, sir? How you doing? Yeah. How's it going? How's it going? Yes. Um, I'm on his show tomorrow. I have to, I have to get up early. Uh, for that but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be fun oh yeah we're busy weekend it's like, I'm, I'm running a bloody map yeah i'm, I'm running it uh six it's six mile yeah, six mile run on sunday too and i wanted to watch the boxing but that's just not going to work out uh all the streaming and everything are, are, you, are you a boxing fan yeah i yeah. like i like the fights yeah oh uh, yeah yeah so what do you what do you think about what do you it's uh, uh, besides being a, a last like kicking a dead horse what's your opinion on the the ties the, the the fury wilder uh fight this weekend i don't have one because usually if i if i go into like a big elaborate what i think is going to happen thing uh what happens is the fight's over in like 30 seconds it, <laughs> it lasted you know, I can't even, you know, I didn't even see it. Like I turned to crack open a Guinness and I turned back and somebody's got their arm raised. And I was like, you know, what the fuck? Um, I have, you know, I have, I have certain ones that like, you know, I'll favor. I will not bet on anything. Mm -hmm. Um, For for some reason, uh, in in the cage in the cage fighting, uh, and I I think just because just because he's such an ass, and and that you know I'm Irish. Uh, Conor McGregor. Conor. Ass and Irish. It's Conor McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> People like, go, oh, no. Why are you Why are you an asshole? I go, fucking Irish. <laughs> we were we were born we were born to guzzle. Guzzle booze, uh, you know, eat fish and chips, and and we're always trying to start a fight. Mind you, some like I've got some really good mates who are Irish. You know, they're just uh, good, warm people. At the same time, you know, the ones who, who stick by you no matter what. And the Polish, the Polish too, really, really good people. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I talked to. Uh, couple of my mates that are over over an island and uh they're like we're not all drunks what the fuck i go okay what do you do i'll be right back what are you doing get a beer <laughs> they're closing the pubs but we live in pubs <laughs> <laughs> yeah really the, the pubs are closed but we live there yeah. our wives know where we are all the time <laughs> but uh, but i heard something but look the english are, are, are a bunch of piss monkeys as well like um and i say that with the greatest greatest love and respect ever but um somebody pointed out to me that that it's if an american said that it's really strange did you know that in england every every house is pro is about five to ten minutes walk away from a pub and i'm like you're, you're right because i got about i got about eight within 10 minutes walk from from my from my front door i don't know if i walk back if i if i had a frequent or but 
you know, that's just that's just the way it's set up. You've got your church and then you've got all your all your drinking establishment. And many of them have closed, you know, since uh, the 2008 recession. Like mm. half of them went bang, but there's still a load of them. How, what's it like in the U.S.? You guys are more – the zoning is totally different there, isn't it? It's like you've got your residential areas and then you've got your commercial areas, but you don't really have like a mix. You don't have like a high street close by with pubs and stuff close um, to your house. Is that right? It's different, like in every. There's like a town in uh, in Rhode Island. Uh, there's like two towns in Rhode Island. One's West Warwick, and the other one's Winsocket. And Winsocket, most of their bars have been closed down because it's 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 nothing. Two hours after they're open in the evening, there's like six cop cars there breaking up something or arresting, you know, known felons or something. But West Warwick put all these. They converted like all these houses. They converted the zone, like they paid to convert the zoning, so that they could have uh, a small pub and build it out of the house that was there. So, like every down their big main road, there's there's like there's like a drinking that Well, not now because of everything that was closed down and people went, all went out of business. But uh, about ten years ago, there would be a drinking establishment, like on every block for about six miles. Uh -huh. um, and I, when I first got the power chair, uh, I asked the guy, I go, how far can I go on a full charge? He's like, oh, because there's a bar up the corner. I go, yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, you can get there and back, no problem. The only problem is I'm not sure you're going to want to go to that bar because all the men dance together. Oh, right. <laughs> it's okay. I can't dance. I'm in the chair. I, I can't dance, but even still, you know, in a wheelchair, you're at the wrong height for just about everything that would go on in there. All right. I'm like, uh, no. And there's a, there's a, there's a pizza place across the way from there that has, uh, you know, that has, you know, a bar in it, but uh, the doors aren't wide enough to allow anybody in a wheelchair in or out. They're all like the really, they they come in like this, and then the door is like, you know, just narrow enough for like a, a normal sized person to get through. Uh, I'm not normal sized, but uh, <laughs> I'm getting there. I started at 600 pounds. I'm down to 350. So hey. All right. Okay. Wow. That's what happens when you when you uh, you change your uh, diet from ice cream chips soda and beer to uh anything more healthy you know salads chicken fish steak steak yeah i don't I get steak that vegan, vegan you went to vegan god no but to be honest I'm, uh, yeah that's not that, i don't know if that's really the, like, a healthy option i'm just not i'm not saying that through any sort of knowledge of you know of, of um, you know, dietary knowledge or anything like that. I just see it from observation. You know, you get like two different types. You get the really skinny type of vegan and the really, really chubby, pale looking vegan. And none of them look incredibly healthy to me. Yeah, they're they're not because they 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 go from ingesting uh protein to ingesting nothing but vegetables. Yeah. Or as I like to call them vegetable eaters. Yeah, there's a lot of sugar in those things too. Every recipe I've seen it relies on a lot of sugar. Yeah, to make it, to uh, make that, it that's that's another reason. It's like uh, I can eat vegetables 
and I like a lot of vegetables, but I don't like a lot of vegetables in the same time. You know, I, the three things that I hate are uh, onions, peppers, and celery. Uh, I also do not like my tomatoes, uh, you know, stewed and, and be like, here, here, here's something that looks like, you know, a diced up, uh, abortion, eat it. Fuck no. I'm like, you know, there's a lot that I don't like in this, you know, they got to be cooked right. And a lot of people don't know how to, you know, cook them right. I, you know, I'll, I'll steam, you know, if I'm making vegetables, I steam them all. You know, you keep, you keep the flavor and the, and, and the vitamins and minerals. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah, that's right. It's just a lot of brown water if you boil them. Yeah, it's, it's like, mm, no, you know, so, you know. I'm guilty uh, of that. It's a, it's a proud British tradition to just boil something until it goes limp. And, uh, well, that would explain Bristolian Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't change. Poor bugger. When you drink it with, with a pint of warm ale. Uh, no, I, I like my ale cold. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll drink I'll drink mead warm, but I won't drink, you know, anything else. You know, everything else has to be, you know, cold. Yeah, mead. Uh, really, well, I, I don't really actually, you know, I, I, I hardly drink these days. Um, you know, I, I just I stopped for, I've been in a health kick for, for such a long time. But mead is one of those things that, uh, okay, the, the hangovers are astronomical, are just astronomical. You know, especially when you're drinking Eastern European uh, mead, but it's 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 just extremely good. And uh, I had yeah. some at uh at like a Renaissance fair out here like years ago. Uh, problem is, is they made the mead. You know, it's got all the honey and everything in it, and like, you know, and they give you like this little cup like this for like five five dollars US, and the entire the entire hut that was selling it is surrounded by like a swarm of bees and yellow jackets. I am deathly allergic to anything that can sting me. I don't have an EpiPen. <laughs> I would die. So I'm like, uh, my daughter will go in there. Oh, you get what's an anaphylactic shock from. Yeah. All right. Woohoo. Oh, well, that's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, that that's that's not worth it. You know, I might get stung on purpose if Sleepy Joe gets elected to another term, but. Uh, I don't think Sleepy Joe's alive anymore, to be honest with you. I, no, I it's it's deep fake. It, it's it's yeah, it's a deep fake. It's been the it's been the weekend at Bernie's thing for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly what I thought. You know, it's like it's been a weekend at Bernie's thing, and it's actually you know just Obama's like third term because mm. he's call, yeah. he's calling all the. That was his whole thing. Uh, I I was with Obama, and I'm not Trump, basically. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, look, I'm not, an, I'm not an American. I'm not really British either. I don't really have a horse in the race, but I, I, I you know, I can't, I just can't see myself voting for, for, for bloody Biden. It just wouldn't happen. You know? It was their smear campaign that started a year before the election that Trump won on him. Just, it's like, just in case he wins, let's do all this stuff. Yeah, but but also like just the impeachment stuff carried on for such a long time. Yeah, I think it lasted for the whole, almost the whole duration of his term. There were attempts at, at impeachment based mm -hmm. on uh, you know all these uh, well basic allegations of colluding with Russia, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and and now it's just come out that 
No, that was actually Hillary. Yeah, uh, but but the whole thing about oh, because you know it took a while to get Trump out of office, and everybody was like, well, can't you accept? Can't you accept? Uh, you know, a result, but you know, after during that long the tirade they went on for three years. Um, you know, yeah, and then they impeach. then they tried to impeach him again after he was out. Mm. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like, oh, good, yeah, we've got billions of dollars just laying around for you to waste. Yeah. Greetings, Fear Lantern, new subscriber to the channel. Thank you. Welcome. We're we're uh, we're here with Chubb, and he is uh, pitching his uh, campaign. Merry Boys uh, Beefheads now available on Indiegogo. The link is in the chat. Let me scroll up again. By the way, Will, what what comics do you read? What's your what's your favorite stuff? Let's talk about a comics. Okay, well, uh, we already know that I like uh, Mike Jimmy's books. Um, indie stuff. I like. I liked. I've been liking a lot of the horror stuff. Yeah. Uh, like. Uh, oh, and I ha I just happened to have some of it handy. Uh, I got the uh, the second chance campaign on Escape or Die from Six Five Six Comics. Right, I haven't heard of that. Um. Dead Notes. This is kind of like your compendium where it's uh, it's got production, character, design, and everything. Uh -huh. And in the back is actually pesticide. A uh, a journal from one of the people that actually survived in the book. So it's like anybody from The Walking Dead that would like keep a journal of stuff that was going on. Uh -huh. in, in discoveries, you know, it's like that, you know, Dante lives, the day of reckoning is upon us, the boogeyman is real, plus they put a, they put like, you know, they drew a, a hand-drawn map of, you know, every place they had been to see, you know, what was going on. Uh, I also got the, uh, the exclusive trading card, the uh, bookmark, kind of like a, a it's a Paul Peralta sort of sort of yeah, uh, riff yeah. clear thing, and I get the variant cover by uh, by Preston. Oh yeah, the good Preston. Oh nice. And uh, they're like, "Why'd you buy that cover?" I go, "Cause you know, I know the guy's a murderer and he's got a buzzsaw on his arm, but you know, you can't fault him for wanting a little head." <laughs> you know, I it's like. I like old. I, I like older books. I yeah. mean, I I had been a diehard Batman fan since like when I was a little kid, like four or five years old. So like 1974 up, I've been I've been reading and collecting comics and selling my stuff over and over again. Uh, I'm getting closer to. I really like the uh, the first iteration of Valiant Comics back in the 90s, mm -hmm. and I've gotten a little closer. To completion this is this is one of the one of the tougher ones to be able to afford especially you know back in the day or even now uh it's still got like a little price tag on it but i got a i got a deal uh i got me uh a barry windsor smith archer and armstrong zero oh nice an englishman <laughs> yes i loved i loved archer and armstrong it's so great um who's your favorite conan artist out of barry and uh big john that's that's a tough one. I'd I'd have to say uh, Barry. Uh huh. 
Barry in the comics. Uh, let's see. I see that. So I'm newish. Mind if I ask? Go right ahead. That's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. Ask away. It makes it interesting. Uh, and, 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 and Big John for the magazines. Like the Sword of Conan magazine. Savage Sword. Yep, Savage Sword Fair magazines. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's a good call. Those were way better than the than the comics. Um, but his 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 uh, Conan the Rogue graphic novel has been out of print for ages. But that is probably his best his best Conan work. Mm. Have you read that? Just amazingly I, I, good. I don't I don't have that, but I'm I'm a sucker for things like there'll be like movies made of certain properties that you know are like oh they made a movie of that. But it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Every time I'm scrolling, and I, every time I'm scrolling, uh, so both of your creators, I'm a content creator, uh, and you know, YouTuber and podcaster. So all these, all my show, all my shows are available anywhere you can download a podcast uh, after it airs, like within about an hour or so after it airs. But uh, I do I do some writing and uh, I'm connecting to a couple of uh, pop culture uh, news sites that I've done a lot of work for. Uh, I have not made a book. I've I usually write write scripts and be like, cool, second third draft, and then I just like delete the folder because I'm never gonna go I'm never gonna go through the pain of of trying to fund a book. <laughs> I can't I can't do it. My anxiety is too big. It is difficult. Well, the first time is. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an art monkey, uh, and I draw and I write things, but only for me to draw. And this is my, this is my campaign. Uh, we were, uh, Will was friendly, uh, nice enough to invite me on to talk about, it's called Merry Boys. It's about, uh, teenage Knights Templar in a broken Britain. And it's strongly influenced by Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the arts influenced by Jack Davis, uh, Will Eisner. Uh, pretty much like your your golden age sort of sort of illustration, but it's got a sort of punk aesthetic to it. Uh, it's like punk Catholicism almost. I think that's probably how I would how I would describe it. It's it's, it's a it's a lot it's a lot of fun. They're uh, they've got four distinct personalities. Uh, they're all a bit loony. <laughs> All of the saloony. Yeah, they're um. Well, they're all, I guess they're superheroes because they um. What? How can I say this? So, so they were born with they don't grow any hair on their bodies. So there's the the four brothers. Let me just get a better picture up here. Um. Okay, that's gone there. But let me just. Uh. So it's the four brothers. Uh. The quadruplets. They don't grow any hair. They've got cleft palates. You can't see it on this resolution. And they. When they drink beer, they've got weird metabolism. So when they drink beer, they get stronger and faster. And uh, their their mission is to cleanse their town of uh, of sin to avoid a biblical apocalypse, uh, because they were raised by this old priest uh, who had a past life regression, who was a member of the Order of the Knights Templar back in the 1300s, and uh, he's seen all these morbid visions and things. And he's basically he's basically he basically uh, radicalized these four young kids into being these modern day Templar warriors. And here's a here's a picture of him riding a pig. 
Uh, as you do. <laughs> as, as a crazy priest would do, yes. Uh, so the, the priest is, is their splinter. And uh, now what, what are their personalities? I know you said one is kind of like Michelangelo. Um, it's, it go, I think it goes around the same sort of archetypes, but they are a bit different. They're not uh, like um, if I had to describe them. So the one without the front teeth is is uh, Phil, and uh, he's he's a bit he's a bit loony, but he's a bit he's a bit dopey. I wouldn't say he's as smart as Michelangelo or a cool party dude. He's uh, he's almost like that weird kid in the back of the class who's kind of friendly, but also you would you'd watch your back around him. Uh, William is your is the one who's basically the most perceptive out of them, and he's the, the connection with the reader. He will tell you what's going on. He likes poetry <laughs> and music, and you know he's he's the smart he's the smart kid with a future. Basic basically, I've never you know. been told I was the smart kid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, he's also the best. Ironically, he's also the best fighter out of all out of all of them because I like I like things to be ironic. Uh, Harry is the one with the plasters on his face. He's got a case of eczema, and uh, he's he's basically like the parental figure out of all of them. You know, make sure that uh, everybody's okay. He's like the silent sort of stern stand-in father figure for for. I guess he would be the the Leonardo, but he's he's not. You know, he's, he's, he comes across totally. He's more like Vitali. He's more like Vitali Klitschko than than Leonardo. Um, you know, in in personality. And uh, in his Chaz, who's got the, the St. George's Cross tattoo on his forehead, like you saw in a, with a lot of punks and skinheads from the 70s and 80s. I had to, I had to figure out ways of making it distinguishable that wasn't too overt. But uh, but anyway, he, so he's he's uh, he's the troubled young man. I guess he would be the the Raphael of, of the group. So, yeah, that, and that's why he's got the cricket paddle. Yeah, they've got, that's still, yeah. And what, about the book process um what do you mean like the creation the creation of it or, or the actual printing process what, what, what would you like because well, creative creative wise it is basically i come up with a story i thumbnail it immediately um once i've got enough material together i letter it i, I put it up into indesign uh the only thing i do digitally is uh is is the lettering because it's just too convenient not to do it like that and it's nice and consistent because legibility is extremely important to me and it has to flow correctly and after i've lettered it and i'm sure that everything works correctly from a store from a storytelling point of view then i will move on to the rendering the the final pencils and then i will do the inks after i make sure that everything is told because i mean fundamentally it has got to tell a story properly i'm i'm, I'm that's like my order of uh um, priority get the story across and then make it look nice basically um what else um, everything is like like i said everything is traditional it's traditional inks and ink wash and for the covers i i, I got myself if you if you know old school illustration like from the 50s and 60s um like my my art heroes used watercolors um and ink dyes stuff like uh, dr full martin's ink dyes and they would and then we draw their comics with that. And I, I tracked down a set of um, a set of colors, and I've been using that for these for these covers, uh, just to try and recreate that sort of feeling. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with with. Uh, I'd like to do a lot more of, of this sort of thing specifically. 
Um, yeah, Glenn Fleming's a big uh, proponent of uh, of the you know doing stuff with the colored inks. And All right. He's, okay. he's always yelling at Rush Rush Le Leach to uh, that he should hand letter everything himself. And oh, that's a bit going too far. Jesus. <laughs> everything up to hand lettering not not the uh just the sound effects i think sound effects yes i do that as a, like, well, it must be part of the artwork yeah it's got to be part okay. of the art yeah. yeah yeah definitely definitely let's see you said you were the artist as well as the writer how did you convert the story into arcs pages panels etc i like that you've done this much work on your book yes um let's see the arcs I've got a couple of arcs I got figured out already, but the smaller details, you know, the actual storytelling process, the way things slot together, working out the beats, um, that that will come when I'm when I'm doing the, the panels, uh, when I'm doing the actual thumbnails. And to me, it's like the th doing the thumbnails and doing the writing are kind of simpatico, you know. You will, I will write some dialogue and I will draw pictures at the same time. Because to me, the, the two things are almost inseparable. Something will always will have to work visually for it to be a proper comic book. I can't. Yeah, I might have a very broad sort of outline script, but then when I want to get to the actual nitty gritty, I find that things just work. They just flow when you do those things together. Um, and what did you say? So, that, uh, so yeah, and I, I'll, I'll just take. A, I'll take. A, I'll take a sheet of paper, and I will just start. I will start doing the panels and then I will figure out how those panels will be, how those, how those panels, how I group them into different pages. Cause every page has also got to have its, its, its focal points. Uh, every page has got to be interesting and you're going to figure out how to do that visually. Uh, so you break that down and you just granulate the process until, until you've got what I have before I start any of the penciling is I will actually have like a little, comic book with with the hand-drawn like the, the really rough sort of hand-drawn characters with very perfunctory sort of sort of lettering and it would work as a comic book and from there i would i would create this um this first uh no no not really no not a huge script at all um but if if but if but the the, the product as i see as the, the blueprint for it would be those thumbnails and that would be the same size as the actual comic book. And the arcs would just be, they wouldn't be a script. They would just be notes on character motivations, history, things that I need to tell um, without going into exposition. That's also something that's incredibly important with comics, I think, is that people don't want to read. I mean, I like reading novels, but those, it's a totally different uh, field of interest to me mm -hmm. than reading comic books comic books you have to show i hate it when it's just pages and pages of of, of dialogues and talking heads it's got to be interesting and if you can show something you've got to show it you can't just uh drop somebody's life story in two pages it just takes the reader out of the story completely um yeah it's it's gonna be a little easier for you because you're the artist and the writer so as you're as you're drawing out the panels you might make dialogue changes, but it's all going on in your head, uh, you know, because you're a little bit loony from the day job, and <laughs> and it's it's happening like real real time, and you can hear them talking while you're drawing them on the page. Yeah, and, and you know that's one of the benefits of having the, the day job too, because when you 
I don't know, your your mind goes on when you're like stressed out about something and you're trying to focus. It's like your mind goes on this little sedgeway into into the comic book store. You're not supposed to be thinking about this now. You're working on your your day job stuff, but something will happen. Things will start crackling. Then you're like, oh, that's a great idea. You know, you pick out your you know your, your notepad. You write it on a piece of paper. You fold it up, put it in your shirts, and then and then your shirt goes into the wash. <laughs> and, and then you forget you had the paper there. <laughs> um how many books um i've done i've done a few i've done uh i did a graphic novel with slave labor graphics if you've ever heard of them uh, a few years back there was 175 pages then more recently i gave on, on comics for a while after that but off more recently i did my the first uh two merry boys comics which are also available in this campaign i i, I self-published those in 2020 and they look like that these two issues are released together and uh, this is and uh, this this campaign's the latest outing called Beefheads, a collection of four short stories uh, with the same characters so it's kind of like an anthology with with uh you know four different tales of the same characters yeah and uh the first two books are available as an add-on so you uh -huh. can get all three books in the in the same campaign yeah yeah you could you could do that yeah and a lot of people have. As I thought everybody who's going to, you know, be interested in getting the first ones would have gotten them by now. But I see a lot of people are, are jumping on. They're like, oh, I haven't, I've never seen this before. Because a lot of people worry, oh, hell, if I, if I get it. That's the problem with a lot of crowdfunding books. Because you can have a continuing storyline if it's a monthly title. And you know you're going to get it. You only have to wait a month before you, you get the next installment. But a lot of crowdfunding, you don't know if there is going to be another campaign. Because very often things happen and then there is no other book and you're left on some sort of cliffhanger so you got to treat these things like 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 this is well, this will be the only book in a sense and if it isn't like so you've got to have what you've got to have a satisfying reader experience uh for every project you know that's why i did the this, the first campaign with these two comics that is a whole that is a whole story the two of them together you know i didn't want to break it off and then people wouldn't know what happened until i did the next campaign i don't think that's fair you know, I remember so, seeing you uh, the the first the first time I saw you what was uh, on one of the earlier Crown Cons, and and you were talking about this, and I was like, oh, I want to get that. I have no money. I want to get that. I have no money. I want to get that. I have no money. And then then I hear uh, through uh, you know mates of ours that uh, hey, uh, there's a new Mary's Boys campaign coming. I go, there is. <laughs> I know he's got to have a catch-up tier, uh, and and now yet again I have no money. <laughs> but, but you know, send you. I love to send you copies anyway. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying, but it's uh, I mean it, it's a it's a great campaign. You can get uh, you can get the the regular cover uh, for twenty six. You can get the uh, well that nope that yeah well that's USD. Uh, you can get the you can get the regular. Uh, cover for for twenty six USD. You can get the variant uh, cathedral variant wraparound cover, which is my favorite uh, for twenty six USD. And there is a, a a lager tier where you get both covers, uh, a lager patch that is the brand that they drink, and then there is a an, an ash can that explains a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, it's it would be the uh, 
the UK to America and other places, uh, translations and explanations. And there's also uh, three art prints, uh, one of each of the covers, but in, in the virgin mode, just the art uh -huh. of each of the covers. And the third one is uh, our friendly priest riding a pig. Yeah, that's, that's essential. There we go. You should see the reference photo I did uh, of me in the yard on, on my kid's bicycle with a, with a bottle of wine and a suit on, posing to get just to get a reference for the light, how the light would work. So you posed on your kid's bike with, in, yeah. in a suit and a bottle of wine so somebody could take a picture and you could, you know, transpose that into being the priest. Kind of, yeah. It's just, it's just getting an idea of how the light would, would fall and, and just get some sort of stare. But I thought that was funny. I should, I should have. Maybe I'll put that into the making of just just for just for fun. Oh yeah, uh, he saw Replicators campaign price breakdown the other night, and it was like, dang, that's higher than I thought it would be. Well, it's easier nowadays more than ever with you know the internet and various things that have happened uh, to make a comic. It is not easier to make a comic. It is expensive to make a comic. Especially, you know, limited print runs. You don't, you don't get that, you know, you don't get that big uh, printer discount like uh, larger public, larger publishers or uh, or indie creators with big names can get because you know you're not selling like a hundred thousand copies. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. And you're Although not hundred thousand copies because your your wife would uh, well stab you. <laughs> it's it's like um i was gonna say oh yes on my first campaign i was actually competitive i was competitive with mainstream comics because it was the gra it was the, the the graphic novel it was the digital comics and it was the actual comics all together it's it worked out cheaper than buying marvel comics i worked out it was just the postage yeah hey raging hello 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 i always wondered what's an ash can well, I can show you the size difference and then Chuck can explain it to you. It's usually like a smaller book like this. Uh, some of them are like actual full-size comic book size, but they're uh, limited in number of paintings. A lot of ash cans will have, uh, you know, character design art and, you know, like writing and notes and stuff in it. Yeah. It's almost and, like a proof of concept. Yeah. You know? And then, you know, this is this is a trade, but it's, you know, comic book size. So uh, that'll give you the, where you can see it's, you know, on a much smaller scale, uh, a lot less pages. Uh, some of them are full color. A lot of them are black and white. And, uh, and now on to the pro for... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what he said. Yeah, that's it's pretty much it. It's it's a shorter comic book. Very often, it's just without the bells and whistles. It's it's just to what people will do is they'll have a smaller. Uh, uh, it's a, it's a much shorter print run of what it is, uh, on on cheaper stock, smaller format. And people were used to when we, you know, when conventions were still a thing for comic books, hand out these things to publishers, to other creators. Um, and, and that was the, I don't know why they called it ash cans. I think it's because you're meant to take it and then read it and then just chuck it and chuck it in the bin. Uh, the trash can, ash can, I guess. 
Yeah. Well, I, I used to see when, when people would be, you know, standing in the aisle, like passing out their ash can years ago. Uh, that's exactly what would have happened. It's like that they look at it like a most people will look at it like a, a pamphlet and be like, yeah, and toss it in the in the nearest trash can. Uh, you know, those are the people that aren't comic book people. They're at the convention to meet the celebrities and they don't care about anything else. They, they especially don't care uh, if you created the IP and you're handing them stuff. Uh, they still don't care because they only want to meet the Hollywood actor that's a millionaire to give him yeah. to give them more of, of, of his money, which pisses me off. It is sad. It is really. I don't go to comic book conventions at all. I don't because it's completely dominated by stuff I don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I, I've gone to I've gone to some like the last one I covered was in 2019 before the coof. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hung out with uh, I hung out with Graham Nolan all weekend. Oh right, okay. Oh, that's that's that uh, a pleasure. I get to hang out for about an hour with. Uh, let's see what he's saying. True, I'm always more attracted to the artist alley. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I did. I hung out an artist. I hung out in artist alley, like the entire weekend. I mean, there were some creators. Uh, the way the the way it was set up was weird. It's like two buildings, so there were a few creators that were on the ring of the sports auditorium next door. So I would keep going back to them, uh, probably because we were going outside and smoking some uh, some stuff. Uh, <laughs> not crack pack stuff, just this money. <laughs> weed, weed pack stuff, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I got to finally meet Neil Adams. All right. Uh, and I met him while he was setting up on the front. While he was still setting up on the Friday, and there were no there were no customers around. You know, asking him questions like. Why do I have to pay you $50 to sign your own book? <laughs> What's so, he like? Uh, What's he like to speak? I mean, I know that some, some people. Um, are just it, it depends what Neil you get. Once the convention's going, he's, he's more than happy to talk to you and regale you with stories about himself, his favorite subject. Uh, you know, in the in the comic you know in the comic book world he he likes to tell how he saved the x-men from extinction because uh, it was about to be canceled they put him on the book and next thing you know boom the book was saved it came out of reprints and back in um which is you know all well and fine except now uh you know they have uh they have chemically castrated all the x-men can't, uh, can't he come back and save them again wouldn't that be no, good they, they don't want him no, uh, that's the problem. Like with, like with the the greatest creators that Marvel has, just it's almost like they've just, uh, you know, like, like John Byrne, okay, mm -hmm. also a very difficult personality, granted, but he's incredibly talented. Every single property that he's touched, he's reinvigorated, reinvented. Uh, uh, but I still think the best Superman story uh, that's not an Elseworlds title because Red Sun is awesome. Uh, he put new blood with his Man of Steel, Man of Steel six, yeah. six issue run, reinvigorated, uh, got rid of the uh, yeah, Superman can move the Earth with with like one yeah, finger yeah, yeah. out of orbit and back. Yeah, got rid of the uh, kookiness from the Silver Age when Superman, yeah. would, Jimmy also would turn into a lion lion headed boy, and Superman would have to save him. You know that that really kookiness stuff. You got you got 
it, it, yeah, that, that's that was a good series to pick up to start. Uh, Fear Lantern came from loving the mainstream comics, but now has been heartbroken by how much they've changed, including some of the creators that he liked. Uh, that's why we're all here, man. Yeah, that's why we're all here on on the indie scene. Uh, and and man, it's just the amount the amount of of talent uh, that's on the indie scene right now is freaking amazing. Bill Willingham is going to be one of us. <laughs> yeah, I hear. Um, I don't have it handy, but uh, his his old series uh, Elementals. I just got uh, a few months ago. Remember the naughty cover for issue one, where where Fathom was naked swimming with the dolphin. I just got one of those. All right. I was thrilled. Amen to that. Yeah, brother. Uh, and uh, it's just, I hate what they've done to you know my characters. I you know I got a big laugh out of it when they. You know, when they pull when they pulled the whole you know Batman doesn't eat pussy thing, and oh, I'm like, oh, that's just I'm like, you know, it's like no, come on, it's bad. It's they're yeah. they're just they want to emasculate, but that was that was just they want to emasculate every male character and make it make it turn everybody uh you know that identifies with you know with a you know alphabet army gender letter. Or, uh, you know, or or just like gender swapping them or whatever. It's like the third Robin is, you know, Red Robin is now, uh, they, they say he's gay. Now they're saying he's bi. I'm like, no. Look, girls can be bi. Guys can't be bi. <laughs> if, if you suck a dick, you're gay. If you're a dude, I'm sorry. It's I mean, you know all strength strength to I mean I've got a I've got I've got a brother who's who's gay, right? I mean it's not it, oh no it happens I've, it, I've got I've got like four cousins that are gay. Yeah, it's not it's just but Rob but Robin wasn't written like that originally. No, you know? they're just I mean, up and shade like even the and one of the first ones they did it to was uh Silver Age Green Lantern. I'm like what the hell? He's got two children. How did he sire two children? Very you, reluctantly, basically. You know, <laughs> yeah. No, don't put it in that thing. Ah. Uh, but, I'm, I'm like, what the hell? But did and you then, mean, then they carried on in this past year in June, because June's Pride Month. Uh, they released a book where they put together a team called Pride, where they uh, got all their gay and lesbian lesbian characters all on one team. And, and it's a thing now, and I'm like, you see, at some point, I just stopped paying attention to it completely. Like, you know, I I just haven't haven't looked back. But uh, but from what I remember, though, from the '90s, there were like, uh, did you ever read Peter David's run of the Incredible Hulk? Oh yeah, I've got uh, this new run of the Hulk is the first one I will not be buying since like since I was a teenager in the '90s. All right. Um. Yeah, I love Peter David. Yeah, he had. I mean, he had Ulysses, which was a gay character. Yeah, nobody, nobody stopped and thought, "Oh hell, you know, there's a gay character." Because he was written like that originally, it was organically integrated into the story. 
and it made sense. Everything made sense. It was good storytelling, you know, and that's the point that everybody that, that nobody seems to understand. You know, it's not a cha- it's not a, a quota system. We have to, okay, we better start making. Well, now it now it is. Everything's going to check their boxes, yeah. so that they can you know so that they can uh, virtue signal to everybody you know on social media. And I'm like, the people you're doing this for don't buy your product. But they're insulting the intelligence of the readers because everybody yeah. knows this is just it's almost like the industry is on life support. And and uh, every time you do something that's outrageous, it's a shot of adrenaline to keep this patient alive, just to get a few more beats out, just to just to put them back onto a vet. It's an it's a, it's a different fibrillator. OK, we're going to we're going to kill Superman. Proof. It's been since the death of Superman is basically when I stopped saying, OK, I'm not because they brought him back. I thought, OK, well, we're going to have a sort of Nietzschean sort of scenario where Superman is dead, but all the other characters step up and they become, you know, they step into his place. It's almost going to be I had really high expectations because that was the time of vertigo. And I thought, OK, they're really going to up the level of the writing now. But no, they just uh, went through the whole reign of the Superman and eventually brought him back with longer hair looking like Spawn. And after that, I was so angry, I wanted to put my foot through the wall. I well, like, I I actually like that because I knew right from the beginning from I was working at a comic shop then. So, you know, I knew like, you know, three months down the road, it's like, uh, yeah, they're going to do Reign of the Superman. Uh, they're going to bring him back. They're not going to kill Superman. He's like the, the biggest recognizable pop culture figure of all time. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're bringing him back, but they're doing it in a way. It's like, yeah, that pretty much got put into like a Lazarus pit and a Kryptonian Lazarus pit. Uh, they regened him and he came back. Uh, let's catch up with, with fair Lantern. I hate the lazy token. I hate the lazy tokenism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. That, that's, that's an Eric July quote. <laughs> Eric July hates the tokenism too. I'm on board with all his stuff. Uh, make new characters and put in the work. Exactly. They don't yeah. want to. It's it's like um, first one was Ultimate Colossus. Oh, but yeah, and the Ultimate Universe, the Ultimate X Men. Uh, they they I, I, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah, I'm, I've got a big gap where my X Men knowledge is supposed to be. I just never. I've I love nineties X Men. New characters with original female gay etc. characters. Yeah, I had no problems. Like you introduce a character, and you know. And he's gay. I'm like, so what? I don't care. You know, as, as long as you're not showing gay sex scenes in the book, because it's for kids. That's, you know, there's still, you know, still kids who read that. You know, it, you, you know, so children. But like, we were talking on another stream, and like, it was, how can we get more kids into comics? I'm like, uh, well, first you lower the prices. Yeah, because you, yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. you show me an eight-year-old yeah. that's got six bucks to dump on a on one issue that they're gonna go that they're gonna go through in like five minutes and be done with. Exactly. exactly. It's like a, it's a waste. Of, it's a waste yeah. of money to them because we were talking about it uh, last night. I do a show called OK Boomer with Thomas Hewley from uh, Outright Geekery, and uh, all we do is we go through back issues. We do gold and silver, bronze. Maybe like a little further up from bronze, um, and we would we were doing like uh, we were covering uh, DC Comics presents issue three. Uh, Garcia Lopez art, mm-hmm. uh, Superman and Adam Strange, 
And it was advertised as a 44 page book, but there's like all kinds of ads and everything in it. I go, yeah, it's a 44 page book for 50 cents. That was 32 story pages. Now they release a 24 page. Now they release like 24 or 28 page book, but you only have 16 story pages. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, you're basically charging like even the ones that are like five nine, you know, five bucks a piece. If if they have any 4.99 books left, uh, so say you buy Batman this month and Batman next month you basically just paid $10 for one issue of Batman. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and with the decompressed storytelling, those the same story, there would have been two issues is now 10 issues, mm -hmm. you know, and that's been a problem for a very long time. I mean, I really liked the, the big Epic stories that Jeff Johns told, especially like, uh, you know, the, the whole, uh, the whole lantern fiasco. That was after I stopped reading comic books. D-Wag! Comics are booming. Yeah, CG oh, comics yeah, yeah, are yeah. booming. You'll make a lot of money that way. Yeah. That, well, from a British perspective, I mean, okay, not British, but when I, you know, I grew up in the colonies where we got 2000 AD, uh, you know, with Judge Dredd. Oh, yeah, I love those. Yeah, we, we, it's weekly and it's, and it's anthology, so you'll get five-page stories in a, weekly, in a weekly comic, and those used to be 20p uh probably about 40 cents american per yeah probably probably back then with inflation uh taking the rate of the bank of england that should be about 75p today you know for this for the same thing a prog a weekly prog now costs you three pounds ten you know that's mm -hmm. four times as much for the for the same prog kids don't have three pounds ten to blow every week on one prog it just isn't worth it just is not worth it for the for the same money they can get themselves a game or anything else or what they can do is wait wait a few weeks and you can go buy yourself a nice big few hundred page collected manga you can get your you know my what's it called my academy uh, oh my hero academia my hero academy. it is cheap as chips it is really cheap and you can get this thick collection of a complete story you know why wouldn't you do that why wouldn't you do that? And they wonder why that's one, that's one key reason why manga is doing so well. And mm -hmm. domestic comics, domestic Western comics aren't. You know? Yeah. Cause they're, they're pandering to a crowd that doesn't uh, support them. You know, just like uh, years ago, uh, there was a, there was a big uh, like protest against like, you know, all the fast food restaurants like McDonald's, like you need to have healthier choices and they made you know they were like you know destroying them like online like they're like cancel culture is to like anybody that doesn't agree with them now uh and so they started having salads i'm like you know anybody eating a salad is not going to mcdonald's to buy a salad true going to mcdonald's to buy a salad is like hiring a hooker for, for a, a kiss <laughs> yeah. yeah for a kiss or a hug yeah <laughs> Great minds. I had exactly the same analogy. I wanted to drop right there, and you got got to it before me. Sounds like some Danny shit. Well, fuck Danny D Wag. <laughs> I'm lost, lost on manga. manga. I used to hate them, but now it seems to be good. 
It depends um, on what you read. There's so much of it. I mean, I like the 90s. I, I, I love Akira and I love Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yeah. I think those are awesome examples of manga. Yeah, I've got uh, somewhere, I've got a whole bunch of the early issues of uh, Akira that Marvel did from Epic, like the Squarebound ones, the Prestige format ones, which mm -hmm. apparently some of them are going for a lot of money now. Um, I bought I bought a manga hardcover uh, of Captain Harlock because it's Captain Harlock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got Captain... I remember the anime, yeah. The big skull on his chest, yeah. Fuck salad, fuck Danny McDoubles and McChickens, fuck the world. <laughs> Crack pack every day, bow. Uh, but it it's you know it's Captain Harlock, something that I've enjoyed watching as a kid, you know, on you know as a cartoon in like the afternoon and everything. And it was a hardcover. Um, it's like that fat. And uh, as the kids say, yeah, and uh, man, it's it's like uh, it's like about 175 pages, you know, and it's you know, the smaller compressed, like the manga size. But I, I got it for 20 bucks, and it's I love hardcovers, I'm sorry. Uh, and I saw I saw it like in a in an online like live auction, so I got that. Uh, I've got like four books on my bed that I'm reading, one is for uh next week's episode of okay boomer it's uh shogun warriors number 19 where where they have the fantastic four guest star and it's so like guess that's that was when the series really started going downhill because we had to have guest stars uh and then i've got i've got two indie uh trades part of the same universe but two different you know two different stories uh i'm re i'm reading both of those and uh everyone's still while i'll I'll read like you know another chapter out of out of Harlock or something, and you know then I'm I'm you know when I'm out here I'm reading uh, I'm reading the six five six book. I've got another like samurai indie book that's like third part of a story, and I've been reading uh, Cult of Dracula. Right, I've never heard of that. Uh, it's really good. I really enjoy it. It's by uh, a guy named Rich Davis. It's already been. Uh, it's already been opted for a film. Mm -hmm. uh, Empire a, books are big now. Oh yeah, it's a it's a trilogy. So uh, it's it's the six issues called the Dracula, and they just put a they just put a Kickstarter up uh, that has the has the hardcover, you know, the complete hardcover available for it, um, for like thirty bucks. If you miss the issues, and I'm just peeking the, the next uh, the next six issues is going to be Rise of Dracula, and then there's the third arc. And after the arc, like a few months after the arc's done, launch uh, him and Source Point launch a Kickstarter to uh, to put out the uh, collected hardcover. Right, right. It's and, based on the Bram Stoker novel. Oh, oh. Um, no, it's his. It's his own. It, of course, it's based on Bram Stoker a little bit because it's Dracula, but it's it's his version more of like a modern day. Mm. Um, and this is the uh, I still have to read this. This is the last part of uh, Swords and Solace by uh, Connor Bartel and uh, Elon. And I always get the sketchbook edition. And it's a wraparound cover. Oh, oh yeah. Um. 
So, you know, it's it's all it's all really nice black and white artwork inside. A bit uh, like Lone Wolf and Cub vibes. Yeah, it does. That's that's why that's that's why I got into it like really big. Um and uh the uh, the artist is uh from Turkey. And everything is uh pencil uh ink and ink wash. Uh-huh. And then Bless him. <laughs> and then you get to the back, you know, you're familiar with pages that look like this while you're doing your project, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's got the you know, it's got various art like layouts and you know the uh some of them are more done than others. There's some other pinups in here that, that the artist has done. You I know, yeah. I just I just thought it, you know, it was cool and uh like I like that page. Yeah. I mean he's really talented and uh there's a whole bunch of pinups and some some other stuff that he's worked on, you know, before. So the the first one I got actually had the uh, <coughs> the sketchbook, but there was there wasn't like a lot of material, so they actually put like the full script in the back, with right. with with some illustrations, like one page here, you know, here, and the next page, you know, would actually have the script, so you could just read the straight out script, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know. So it was it was it was pretty cool. It makes me think of that of the the ultimate like you know Batman Year One with David Masakelli. Oh yeah. They did like a version of that where they had the script and it had the thumbnails and everything next to it. And that's like a master class in, in doing comic books. It's oh amazing. yeah. Yeah. The art style gets me. I was more of a Jim Lee uh style fan, but don't get me started on him. Don't get me started on him. <laughs> the uh the corporate the corporate chill of DC comics. Yeah. He's a, he's in the big office collecting the big check. Uh just uh, you know, he's he's the he's the uh over here in the states uh i would refer to him as the uh the white house press correspondent jen jen saki there who i call peppermint patty uh <laughs> he, he is the peppermint patty of dc comics but, but to be honest with you i, I can straight up my you know I, I can recognize that jim lee is is really good at that art style but my favorite favorite illustrator from the 90 mainstream 90s comics is now part of cg dale keogh you know to me that that was just like he, he is to me just the best out of that whole crop he's better than farlane he's definitely better than life he's, he's better he's better than even jim jim lee and uh you know nobody does it better than that 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 he's running hulk and the pit the pit comic books mm -hmm. incredibly good i mean uh they went back and did because uh, Marvel did like a, a a throwback, like on a bunch of their stuff, like Black Suit Spider Man and Hulk, and uh, they brought it back. I guess like a fill in story or something from Peter David and Dale Keown's run, and I can't even remember what they called the book. I think they did like two different ones. And uh, did they? Okay, I wasn't aware of that. I know there's there's at least one by them, and there might be some, another one by somebody else. I can't quite remember right now. But uh, Peter David and Dale Keown came back together and did another Hulk issue, like last year. Oh, right. 
and did it from like that arc, you know, where, you know, he was in the Papillon and, you know, where the Thunderbirds came from and all that. And I just found, I just found my copy of the first appearance of Thunderbirds and Hulk about a month ago. And I'm like, I looked up the price and I was like, whoa, I might buy a reprint of this and just sell the original. <laughs> I don't right, care. I, so they're actually worth more because I had I had all of them, uh, but I lost those comics years ago when we got burgled. But yeah, yeah uh, I mean, any book that's you know any book that'll sell for like fifty dollars and up, I'm like, get rid of it. Uh huh. Well, you want to read it? Yeah. Want... Well, I I read it already. You know. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, I had I had no interest in Miss the new Miss Marvel, the Kamala Khan. You know who you know does the Bugs Bunny. Blows in this thumb, this hand gets big, and she slaps people. Uh, I've never, honestly, I've never read it before. I was just, I, I grabbed, I grabbed her first appearance just for shits and giggles to check it out because I was buying the Carol, I was collecting the Carol Danvers, uh, Miss Marvel at the time. All right, and uh, I'm like, okay, it's not great, it's not good, but it's not the worst thing Marvel's putting out. So you know, I'll, I'll check it out. And it ended up being like a like a big money book, uh, and I had I had already read and thoroughly enjoyed the Jason Aaron uh, run on Thor, where the uh, the God Slayers came from and everything. Uh, I sold all the issues of Thor of J Jason Aaron Thor that I had on me, uh, the Kamala Khan one, uh, and and indestruct uh, the the new Hulk that they were doing that just finished the uh, the zombie. Yeah. Yeah, the zombie Hulk thing, and they they released a special connecting cover of Hulk one, Thor one, and Iron Man one at the time. I sold that whole collecting set to them, so I sold all of those, and that's where I got the money to uh, to buy into uh, Mavericks Volume One uh, campaign. And and speaking of which, uh, I should play the trailer for Mavericks Volume One really quick. Okay. War is a topic of vital importance, a subject of inquiry that cannot be ignored. It is a matter of life and death. It can be a road to safety or to ruin. In an alternate version of our world, brought to the brink of total collapse. Rival nations fight for global domination. And elite pilots in futuristic combat suits wage war on the battlefield of tomorrow. Now, six brave soldiers on a seemingly routine rescue mission will encounter more than they bargained for and uncover a dangerous secret that could change their world if they live long enough to see it. Now on Indiegogo, wow. in demand only, 
Uh, there's also a Kickstarter that might have a couple of days left. Uh, if you like cosplay, check out the Kickstarter. There is an exclusive Autumn Ivy cosplay calendar from Mavericks available only on the Kickstarter. So go check it out. Uh, for more information, just go uh, to Twitter and go to at Global Freak, F-R-E-Q, and the links will be right there on their on their profile. And Fear Lantern says, I know, right? It's why I follow EVS and the guys over there. I still uh, keep up with David Finch, but I have lost track of Ed Bennis. I was liking their, their work, but someone mentioned the big companies may have been paying them less. Mm. That's why they're going to Substack. Well, people are going to Substack now. Yeah, because uh, they they see the they see the the crash of, of the other two. Yeah. Uh, I swear right. I haven't seen a bad trailer in CG campaigns. Should have seen my first one. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't look at the, just look at the one on this campaign. Don't look at that one. Uh, yeah. This one was uh, very, very well put together. Like I said, for people to keep up with uh, with the Joneses, everybody's got to produce better, better artwork, better stories, better trailers, better mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the the one thing that irks me when when I look at a campaign is if the trailer is the creator just talking about himself in the book. You know, it's like. We don't need that. There's like a million and one shows like this where people can get on, on the, on the, on the YouTube casts or the podcasts and, and, you know, tell you, tell you more than they can in like, you know, a 90 second trailer, uh, either that or trailers with just music and no narration. You could have something, but the best, the best comics, I found that the best, um, the most successful comics, the best the stories are the types that you can sum up. You can sum up the entire premise and plot in one sentence. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that, then then you might have a problem. Yeah, uh, well. you need you need to narrow down that ele elevator pitch. Yeah, very as narrow as possible. If you get the yeah. essence of it down to if one two sentences tops, mm -hmm. uh, they're like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You've got the entire premise in the title. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. you know? Don't get better than that. Perfect delivery. Perfect immediate intrigue. Yeah, it's it's like, what's the book about? He goes, well, it's about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you're like, what? Oh. i got to read this because it sounds off the wall. I am still kicking myself in the pants because I was, a, you know, I was a mainstream guy, you know, up until like the last couple of years now um i've always liked indie comics so i bought like i bought both i would buy like just, i would go into the shop and i'd buy one of everything off the shelf i didn't care um now i have no money i care um but i remember when that book came out i'm like that's stupid <laughs> and now i'm like you're an idiot that book is worth a shit ton of money yeah. Uh, I said on Bancroft's show the other night, all they need is to mimic the successful salesman in CG. You can see Shane doing it a little with EVS. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's my big, that's my big problem. I'm, the, I, I'm very bad at selling stuff. 
uh, although it was it was funny because uh, the other, last night Bancroft played part of the stream back where EVS was doing uh, you know doing you know salutes to everybody on the panel like you know raising a glass and everything so of course Bancroft played it because Bancroft was on it and he said very nice things about Bancroft but Replicant was way down the bottom underneath Shane and you could see him like Bancroft said like his his mohawk kind of like perked up like his mohawk got like an erection <laughs> and he was getting like smiley and all excited and he go yeah he slammed Rob right there he slammed Rob so bad he's like oh Replicate Rob, I didn't even know you were here. Oh. <laughs> it was great. I um, almost needed I, I almost needed to get some oxygen for that one because I was running out just laughing so hard. <laughs> um, but you know, I've been on EBS. Uh the night after the, the last debate that he did, and afterwards he invited, you know, he invited various people in. Here's the link. Uh, you want to come in i'll let you come in and give your you can give your quick thoughts and you know boom but every you know all the regulars would like walk over everybody else so you didn't get to really say anything so i i was on there i didn't even show my face it was just my uh it was just my logo but at one point my logo was right underneath evs i have clipped that so many times and <laughs> and just used it as like uh my story for the day or something put some great music behind it uh i was uh Vanessa was on a um, couple of couple of uh, EBS's like you know real life creator friends, um, Avasi V from uh, was on there too, and uh, we were on this. We were on like at the same time. Uh, Pops hooked me up. He goes, "Well, say I never gave you nothing because he sent me a picture of of him on there." Yeah, 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 I saw that. It I was that. it was EBS, uh, Dojo Kuhn, and Pops, and I'm like, wow, I didn't know you had knew how to do uh, friggin' Photoshop. <laughs> no, I'm really there. Hey, Doc, how are you, sir? Hey, hail to the chat. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun for like the five minutes it lasted. Uh. Pops was trying to coach me like in my DMs like every three seconds. He's like, uh, if he asks you what you thought of it, tell him that because I wasn't watching it, I was streaming. You're doing okay, man. Doing okay. Very good. Very good. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's, Thank well, God there it's Friday it's already. Um he goes, if he asks you, tell him the other guy was a bitch and you held yourself with uh, poise and uh, blah, 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 blah. Three seconds later, he's like, shut up. Don't say anything. You might last longer on the panel. I'm like, okay. It is It is uh, high pressure on his um, on his, on his his shows because it's tightly regimented. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, he, he keeps – that's why it's popular, I think, because he keeps uh, – like. He, he orchestrates it almost like he's a conductor. He's got mm -hmm. his material that will drop in from time to time, and then he will lead the flow of the conversation. Sometimes he'll let people run off on, on their own, and then he'll pull it back and pull it, put it back into a certain direction. And there's, it's difficult. It's difficult to do that. Uh, what does Phil Latin say? Another question. When did you decide your arc was at the point where you were like, I'm, dr I'm drawing a book. I've seen others who don't draw the, the, their own. Um, 
I think I was drawing them before my art was, you know, there. I think you just have to keep, you have to, you have to uh, just do it. You got to do it. You have to accept that you're going to be doing a lot of, like, like I did. I just, I did a lot of really bad art for the longest time until you get them all, until you get all those bad pages out. And eventually, you know, you start getting stuff that is worthy of publishing, I guess. Like with with animators, they say every animator's got you know when they were still doing the hand hand uh, drawn um, keyframes is that every animator's got like a, like ten thousand crap drawings and they've got to get out and the sooner you get it out the better you know mm -hmm. so you just got to constantly draw you got to constantly do it but you also got to do it in a way that you are consciously improving it doesn't help making the same mistakes over and over again I, I don't know um, whatever the answer is I think yeah I probably I probably uh, started doing it before i thought like right now i'd, I'd be looking back and going ah oh, I, I should have practiced more but the truth is you just gotta you just gotta start and you gotta keep going and when you fall you gotta get back up yeah you gotta yep. you gotta draw every day and keep pushing mm. uh doc saying been drawing these two old dudes into my book today thought i'd take a break and watch uh the two old dudes is uh pops and myself so <laughs> i'm i'm gonna be in a comic book for the first time ever Pops is going to be in a comic book for like the fiftieth time or something ridiculous. He's got a lot of drawings of himself on on Chromecon. I've noticed. A yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Look at me. I'm in another comic. I'm on a cover. I'm here. They made me Odin. I'm like, oh. He's a swimsuit edition. <laughs> I go. They killed Odin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So uh, it's very cool. Uh, Doc's actually going to. Uh, when I had the money to buy the supplies, uh, Doc and I are going to do a show, and, and he's going to uh, teach me in one in one lesson how to oil paint. Ah, uh, okay. Well, he can teach me too then. Is it? <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'll let you know when it's going on, and uh, we'll we'll invite you. We'll, we'll invite you. I'll send you. I'll send you the. I'll send you the info. I'll copy and paste it and send it to you. Yeah, it's something I could never crack. Drop them. What are we dropping? Oh, links. Oh, you gotta have. Yeah, yeah. I think I think mine's uh, mine's Mary. Mine's just Mary Boys One, M A R Y B O Y S, and then number one. Here is the campaign link again. Thank you. No, it's Mary Heads Beefheads Two. Oh, 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 sorry. I thought you meant the, the link, uh, the, the Twitter, the Twitter uh, handle. Um, yeah, that's the campaign link. Throwback Studio says acrylic, not oil. Yeah. Acrylic. Oh, acrylic is terrible to use, isn't it? It's, uh, it's easier than oil. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, then fine. I'm good. Uh, I sent you some clients, Will, on, yeah. on DMs. Yes, I got, I, I got it. I just don't have any money right now. Again, big surprise. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, acrylic is like on my list to get better at. Um, you know, where it's different. It's a different way of painting. Like the stuff I do, like what I've done for this for this campaign. It's uh, preserving preserving light and going darker. Acrylic is just the other way around. We start dark and you work your way back up. Yeah. No, that's will true. Do anything oil will do. Okay. Yeah, it's just that it's that it dries quickly. So that, you know, if you do, you can you can go over it with oil. It just stays 
fluid for such a long time that you've got to live with your mistakes for a long time until yeah. it settles there's, and then there's there's uh there's chubb's handle there we go and uh mine you already follow me but there's i've had that since uh 2000 i've had joker fans since 2008 uh, you know, I thought about switching it over to creators out. I'm like, no, I'll just keep that. <laughs> you would before the Joker movie. Yeah. Yeah. Long, long before the Joker movie. I mean, if, if I was thinking of a handle for Twitter, when they released the, the Harley Quinn movie with Jared Leto as the Joker, Oh yeah. Uh, it would have been something like you know I would have changed my name to fuck Danny or something. Uh, you know <laughs> fuck Lido. You know. I never watched it, but I saw the clips where it was ham acting the Joker. It was terrible. Oh, it's it's like well, it's supposed no, to be a it's supposed to be a modern Joker. He goes, it's not the Joker. Joker uh, wouldn't do something as stupid as tattoo his face, cut yeah. his face off. Yes, but. Tattoo his face, no. Um, That's that just stupid. And then putting a smiley face tattoo on the back of his hand so you can go like this. But I'm like, get out of here. It was just the acting. It was just, it was, yeah, it was, it was like it was Macaulay terrible. Culkin on drugs. It, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Um, Macaulay Culkin's ever been off drugs? What? <laughs> As a kid on drugs, when, they, when, they were, when people are trying to break into his house. You know? Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, that movie's good though. I like. I just like watching the guys get, you know, hit with all yeah. The, that was all the yeah. homemade traps. Yeah, that's true. That is a classic. But you know, after that, you know, he he does he does look like a, you know, some you know somebody that might be in the, uh, you know, drug trade now because he's just like a mess. Um, there was a movie he did called Party Monster. Uh, I think it was in the. 2006 2005 something like that uh I, I kind of enjoyed that but that was uh yeah very very it was like everything around club culture lots of drugs and uh mm -hmm. techno music and stuff oh yeah well i know i know everything around that i spent 30 years doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh didn't, didn't like it all but enjoyed the movie oh i hated the whole version because you know they could have gotten him to play it like ledger well, he's not a good enough actor to play it like Ledger, uh, you know. But I do, I I do remember the 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 joke. Was, Why did Ledger have to die? Why couldn't it be Lido? <laughs> um, what I want to see, you know, I'd love to see a Batman movie in the same universe as uh, that Joker movie, the the, the one with. Uh, Jao Quinn Phoenix. Yeah. Like, uh, um, I'd love to see that. That would be a completely different mindset. Oh, I really can't stand Robert De Niro. Because, uh, you know, all he's, all he's done, you know, all he's done, even though Trump's even not in office, he'll still go up to a mic at like, you know, a thing and, uh, you know, Fuck Trump. Fuck it. Fuck this one. Fuck that one. I'm like, really? Really, Robert? 
you're not one of the characters you play, okay? Yeah. Uh, so when did we I, start listening to actors? You know, was it? I know. Was it was when Reagan got into power? You know, was it? It was might it have been. been. Um, but the uh, I I have like rewound the movie, like brought it back to like a certain point, and just rewatched the whole scene with him with uh, Joaquin Phoenix blowing away Robert De Niro multiple times. <laughs> I'm like, why do you keep going to that scene, Dad? I'm like. A lot of action makes me happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, I hated that whole version. Oh yeah, we, we did that one. Yes, Reagan. Shake my head, love, live out loud. I've always wondered what SMH actually meant. Yeah, okay, but, but if if TW SMH, okay, I've learned I've learned some internet stuff today. So you know, uh, I never knew what SMH was either. I'm like, shmi. And uh, I had to ask my daughter one time. I go, "What does SMH stand for?" He goes, "Duh, Dad, shake my head." I'm like, <sighs> I, th I, "I know what FML stands for." Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I know what I know what like a lot of the bad ones stand for. And uh, but now, uh, now the now the now the modern culture, uh, instead of saying you know, you'd be like, "LOL." Now, now, instead of actually laughing, they just go, "Wow!" Uh, I do that. I'm guilty of that. I'm like, uh, <laughs> smurf through me. What? What is that? A smurf through you? What? Jeez, were you high? <laughs> uh, high in the woods, in the Belgian woods? Nope, not at all. What does it stand for? S M M F F. It sounds. Ah. Uh. I don't know what that stands for. MF might stand for motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Motherfucking high. Uh, shake shake my motherfucking head. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. All right. Well, dude, I want to thank you for coming. And uh, hey, I was right. Holy crap. All right. Wow. Wild guess out of the out of left field. Uh, why don't you do uh, your uh, your final pitch out on this, and we will uh, we will wrap this up. I know it's getting late over there, and uh, yeah, the sun's going down here. I'm like, oh, we've been talking for how long? Wow, it's all right. I don't I don't get to socialize anymore, so going out to streams and stuff is hard. So th this is this is a this is a treat. Yeah, no, no, seriously, my life is well. You know, when when you become a family man, it's literally yeah, work, I know, work, I got you. Work and uh, and home and nothing else. You know, I don't mm -hmm. do anything else. Anymore. This is my this is my. Dog. You're welcome, dude. Thank glad you. to see you. Glad to see you pop into a stream. Uh, usually, my streams run later, but when I do anybody from overseas, well, that didn't come out right. When I in interview or talk to anybody from overseas, uh, I usually try to do it like around three o'clock in the afternoon. Because of the time difference. That's very cool of you, by the way, because it's really difficult, um, you know, um, getting onto people's streams. And sometimes they're not always flexible with their times because they've got jobs and everything, too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to try and fit in. Um, I'm, and just sometimes, I'm just a little cripple, just a cripple guy at home that, that can't work anymore because of all his medical issues. So still, still pre appreciate the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Let's be let's be talk to more people. Uh, I don't really socialize either. I get, you know, I get letters from my lady like a couple of times a week. 
because she's out. Uh, she's in the army, so I'm like just waiting for her her tour to wrap up and and you know come see me. So I'm like, oh. shit. She's not. She's not stuck in Kabul. <laughs> shit. No. Oh. What was today? The today was uh uh abandoned in Afghanistan, day thirty nine. Uh. You know. Um, but yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. So I, I interrupted your, your final pitch out here again. Oh, I'll just, I'll just, uh, just going to say, um, so basically as a follow on from the first, first campaign, which you don't have to have read the first comic to enjoy this because it contains four self-contained stories featuring the teen, the, the teenage Knights Templar and father Michael Parrish, uh, Bringing in salvation the hard way in a very broken Britain is for fans of the Goon, Tank Girl, Judge Dredd, and all the irreverent comics from the 90s that you don't see anymore. And uh, yeah, uh, back it. I'll be very, I'll be very happy if you, if you, uh, if you support this, uh, so that we can keep keep making these comic books and uh, keeping them independent. And uh, here's the old, here's the first uh, comic in in the series which is the complete origin story of, of the Merry Boys. Uh, and that you can get that on the campaign, as I said, as an add-on. Uh, so, and don't forget, we've got a stretch goal. When we hit 10,000, everybody gets this, this sticker uh, with uh, the Merry Boys crest. So yes. something, something to work towards. Yeah, so, uh, you know, get on this. Uh, the, the link is in the chat. Uh, it's also in the show notes up above or down below, depending on where you're watching us. Uh, we want to thank everybody for uh, for coming in the chat and, uh, you know, being engaging. Uh, Fair Lantern, thank you so much for coming in and, and checking this out. Uh, thank you. D-Wag, Rage at ABC, Doc. We have anybody? Bristolian Dave is long gone. Yeah, fuck Bristolian Dave. <laughs> I think Bristolian Dave is Danny, so... Fuck for still Dave. <laughs> uh, but you know, we'll we'll thank him for you know being a bollocks uh you know earlier on. Rage at ABC for popping in, thank you. 24 Eyes, uh George, and uh anybody else. Quite a quite a like good good stuff, comic skater. Good uh quite a active chat today. I was happy. Mm -hmm. So uh thank you everybody. Go check this out. Uh Make sure you follow uh, Chubb on Twitter, and you know, and the, his chat handle is down there, somewhere down the bottom. There it is. Where is it? There it is. Oh, at Mary Boys One on Twitter. Give him a follow, and once you follow him, you'll see his page, and you'll be able to uh, you'll be able to just hit the IGG link, short link from there. Go right to the campaign and uh, get you some Mary Boys. And if, if you really like the idea, you can uh, you can hit that add-on button and uh, get everything that he's got from Mary Boys. So you're gonna you'd get three books by getting that add-on because the first two books were uh, connected. So go check it out. And we want to thank everybody once again, uh, Chubb. It's been awesome hanging with you. Thank you, Will. Uh, really and. We hope this gets up past the 10K because I know everybody's going to want that. Going to want that sticker. Yes, yeah, going to be nice and large format. 
something to put on the, the Humvee. <laughs> put it on the Humvee, uh, stick it, you know, stick it on a wall. Next, know, to the NRA, as... next to the NRA sticker and the you know, I, you know, and the Hooters sticker, Mary Boy sticker can. Uh... And, and next to the uh, hashtag I stand with Gina Carano with yeah. the Mary Boys thing. Because uh, if Disney fires, fires her one more time, we're we're going to send the Mary Boys in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> For fuck's sake. All right. Okay. So uh, thank you once again. Uh, we're out of here. Don't forget, this will be up and available to uh, download and listen to anywhere you get your podcasts. I always share out the Spotify link. Uh, so check it out. And I will uh, I will tag Mary Boys one when I when I stop posting it so uh, everybody can see it and uh, and download or listen to it if they missed today's episode. Everybody have a great night. We'll talk to you later. Bye.